Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. At these family dinners, dysfunction is served. I can't have you all messing things up for my entire adult life. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we embarrass you? Dinner next Friday, everyone. Wouldn't miss for the world. Dinner with the Parents, Season 1. Stream free, only on Freebie. If you are a caffeine addict and you like coffee and you like soda, I highly recommend mixing those two vices because, ooh, baby, that is the, that's my favorite Coke Zero. A Coke Zero with a little bit of coffee in it is delicious. You heard it here first. Long and prosper. Yes, it's another Star Trek Lower Decks special episode. We've got a whole campaign, friends. Uh, we are diving in with all the cast, some crew. It's a very exciting thing for us here at the Fanatics Podcast. Uh, today's guest is Mike McMahon, the creator of Star Trek Lower Decks, that of course you can watch on Paramount Plus. Check out the episode right before this. Check out the episode. Uh, next, which will be in the future, next week. Uh, guys, I'm so happy to be here as always. I'm one of your hosts, David Magadoff. With me is my most wonderful co-host, who is always here with me as well, Claire Hi, Kramer. David. I, I am excited to talk about Star Trek Lower Decks, and I'm excited to talk about it with you, because you're my you're my podcasting oh. partner. You're my person. You're my pal. You're my... We're all the You're peas. my peas. Um, <laughs> you're the peas. Yes. The peas in a pot. Is that a podcast title? That it's, has to I'm be sure it's like a, a mothering pod. podcast, Christian-like <laughs> podcast title. <laughs> all the peas in my pod. Um, <laughs> so, yes, Star Trek Lower Decks. And today's guest is, of course, the creator, Mike McMahon. Uh, awesome. But this was a really funny episode, episode four. I have to ask you, David, yes. what relaxation room would you be in if you were, you know, if you were animated, if animated David Magadoff was mm-hmm. in this show, mm-hmm. in Star Trek Lower Decks, in this episode, where what would you be doing? Uh, I look forward to animated David Magadoff. I actually was animated once in a show. You were. Where- I was, there was an episode, now that you mentioned this, this is a, I'm having a moment, I'm having a flashback. I was in an episode of live action Richie Rich, which you can watch on Netflix, and I was a not nice guy, aka the villain of the episode, and at the end, somehow, I got turned into a cartoon, like a a cartoon version of me, and, and floated off into space, and uh, it was not the most flattering animation version of me but i look forward to mustache animation me i so that would be this right lower decks and i would join the uss cerritos uh and do what they do which is basically not relax and i enjoyed that they would always like fix like we're just fixing and, like, this door and she's like me, no 
you're probably like that too. I feel like you're you are similar to me. Like, is relaxing for you like organizing and putting things away? Because relaxing that's what that is for, is for me is any yeah. Like, I get a weed whacker out and whack whack weeds and yeah. you know move shit yeah. around. That's relaxing. Like creating space and yeah. like uh, you know. But uh, you know, as an actor, I'm a physical actor anyway. That's another episode. We'll talk about that later. So I I could relate to the people who were fixing the stuff but if there if there were a relaxing room th- strangely enough i think i would be in the the klingon room throwing the metcliffs and the bat the bat lifts and that's what that's what would be relaxed yeah. i like archery and i like you know competition as we know <laughs> yeah so the bunnies and yeah. the dogs not very relaxing to me but i was intrigued by the by the pod that was like 10 hours of massages i was like oh put me in that pod shut mm-hmm. me in there for a while <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I do love the idea of that. I like at the very end, she's just like, um, don't don't tell me there's another way to do this. We need to make sure this, this uh, relaxation world gets funded. It was a lovely episode. Mike has created a wonderful show. Mike McMahon, who's going to talk about his love of Coke Zero. By the way, he's also created Solar Opposites and was an executive producer and writer and helmed Rick and Morty, and he started out with South. He's like got so a few is, credits. I don't this know. Is animated comedy royalty. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a legend, and he's such a funny, nice guy. Like, so yes. so nice. You know, maybe in the future he will animate you, David Mustache David. Oh, Claire, preach, mm-hmm. girl, getting me excited. Uh, I actually genuinely love and listen. We have a lot of people on this podcast, a lot of sincere people, actors, musicians, what have you. Uh, it's always a pleasure for me to get someone who's legitimately funny. And yes. That, that is Mike. And that was what this episode is and what this episode is now for you. Enjoy. Enjoy. All right. Before we get into Coke Zero, any thoughts on Pepsi Clear? Hmm. Uh, wait, is that for me? Because I have thoughts on everything. Yeah. I think that Claire would agree with me that no no soda should be clear unless it's a citrus soda. Come on. Like let's <laughs> get out of town with that with that savory clear soda. My brain can only handle so much input. You know, I'm a simple man. That reminds me of a science project. <laughs> in seventh grade which was does vision affect your taste and absolutely it does clear pepsi bad 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 but today we are talking about coke zero so mike for people who do not know people who live on mars or perhaps you know in a pepsi world what is coke zero coke zero is a delicious alternative to coca-cola classic it's also an alternative to diet coke I believe it was first released around like 2007 was when I first encountered it. And it's got a bit of a fun history that I can mangle a little bit. You want to hear a little bit of the history of Coke Zero? Yeah. Please. So when the flavor scientists at Coca-Cola were trying to figure out a uh, uh, artificial sweeteners in, I think, the 80s, they made Diet Coke, which I, I believe you may have heard of, right? Now, the sweetness- Yes, DC- DC. You got to get a crisp DC. I enjoy a Diet Coke with a lemon because I think a regular <laughs> Diet Coke tastes like misery. But the the flavor scientists, they had Diet Coke and they had Diet Pepsi out on the uh, on the market. And for somebody who's listening to this podcast, please know 
I know that I'm going to get stuff wrong in this, and I don't care. So Hey, you know what? You're not Wikipedia. This is the drunk history version of Coke Zero. I live the drunk history (laughs) of all things. So anyway, uh, the diet sodas were selling better than the classic formulas. And so the people at Coke were like, wait a minute. It's because the artificial sweetener is your mouth, your palate, it tastes sweeter than sugar. So they were like, okay, Mm. let's remake Coca-Cola and add more sweetness to it, more sugar to it, and we'll bring it out. We'll call it Coke 2. Huge disaster. People hated Coke 2, right? It was a notorious notorious blunder. That's why Coca-Cola is now called Coca-Cola Classic, right? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Coke 2 was basically the real sugar version of Diet Coke, and people hated it. So then we lived with Diet Coke and Coke, your only two options, for a really long time. And then in the early 2000s, when I was a production assistant at South Park and I was staying up very late, because I don't know if you guys know this, but South Park like makes their show at the, at the last second and you have to stay there for like, <laughs> you know, 24 hours uh, and you consume a lot of caffeine, they came out with Coke Zero. And Coke <laughs> Zero is... It's not Diet Coke. The food science had gotten far enough at that point that they were able to emulate the sweetness and the flavor of original Coke for the first time in diet form. And so Coke Zero is the closest match you can get to regular Coke. I think it's superior. Like, I love the flavor of it. And that's it came out of nowhere. I'm working all night. I'm I'm drinking these things. By the way, also podcast listeners, I'm not a doctor. You know, I know I look incredibly healthy and that when you see me, you should, you're probably thinking, wow, this guy's probably a medical professional, but I should just caveat everything I'm saying in this podcast. He does wear, he's wearing glasses. I know. And a t-shirt. So you can tell I'm a a medical professional, but uh, I'm not a medical professional. And (laughs) I know that I'm a disgusting monster and that this is a thing I love, but perhaps something I shouldn't love this much. So I don't want anybody there sitting at home being like, McMahon doesn't know he's an idiot. I know I'm an idiot. It's fine. So anyway, drinking Coke Zeros, working as a PA at South Park, and it's the it's the middle option. It's the zero option. It's the true Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Is it Stevia? Is that the sweetener? Hell no. Get that Stevia out of here. I don't need any of that Stevia. Oh. It's like a classic, impronounceable string of chemicals. Like xylitol? I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, David, you can research the ingredients. Personally, I'm not interested because I'm still going to drink it. You know? I am. I'm kind of like you, Mike. I'm like, you know what? Out of sight, out of mind. I don't need that nasty, you know, eight-letter word in my life. I just want to know what it is. You're going to look up the ingredient and still not know what it is. Yeah, what's the difference? So why the black can? You know, you're in marketing. You get it. What was the marketing impetus behind changing the red can to black? You know, we have silver, red. They went dark. Claire, I think I see where you're getting. You're you're talking about when they try to make like moisturizer in a gray bottle because that's like the man moisturizer. You know what right. I mean? They try mm-hmm. to they try to appeal <laughs> to that masculine scent. You know where they're like, here's your Dove your Dove bar of soap, but we've made it look like the colors you would get on a Glock, you know, or something like that. But then it's still a Dove <laughs> bar of soap. I think they just wanted it to stand out from they. In, I think they inverted the colors on a regular Coke can, right? And they just wanted it to look. I love the design of that can. It's actually been through a couple iterations. So 
My beloved Coke Zero existed for a while, and then it was everywhere. That was the miracle of it, too. It wasn't like when you're lucky to find Cherry Coke somewhere, right? Right. It became an option everywhere. I was losing my mind. I was so happy. And then, then one day in like 2015, I think, they decided to change the formula of it. That was a dark day. That was a bad day. Mm-hmm. Because it turns out that they made a sweeter version of Coke Zero that wasn't as peppery and spicy in Europe, and that that was selling pretty well. And they were like, let's change the American Coke Zero into that flavor. So they got rid of my every single script I wrote up till then was fueled with Coke Zero mania. I loved it. <laughs> and it was like my, my security blanket. Like I knew if I had a can of Coke Zero, I'd get some writing done. Now, is that because caffeine calms me because my brain <laughs> chemicals are all messed up from living in the 80s? And maybe, maybe, but I don't care. Like I loved, that was my comfort can when I was working. And then they changed it to stupid European Coke Zero. Now, I'm happy to report... The original's back. They know that that's a mess up. Mm-hmm. Original's back, slightly changed, back to being peppery, back to being delicious, doesn't taste like watered-down Coke Zero anymore. So I think I can say, podcasting audience, you are safe to get your Coke Zeros again. We're back. We're back. We're back. Okay, so this is a good question for you as as an avid historian of the Coke Zero. They've recently within, Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. it's been within the last like 12 months, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, introduced like the seven and a half ounce cans, which I'm a big fan of, right? Mm -hmm. But you can also get the 12 ounce, obviously, or you can get the 18 ounce bottle. What is your preferred vessel for drinking Coke Zero? What's the process? I like two of the little cans. That's the two of the seven and a half ounces. Mm -hmm. Because you end up with more than the 12 ounce can, but you're not committed to opening the entire thing all at once. Now, I also have a weird thing where I don't like the carbonation as much. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is pour the Coke Zero, let it sit, let it figure out its business, really get some of that carbon dioxide out of it. Because like, I'm not in it to taste that. I'm in it to taste the delicious flavor profile of a Coke Zero, all right? Now, my wife thinks I'm crazy. My my buddy's, uh, my buddy's dad, when he orders a beer, he doesn't like the bubbles either. So he'll, uh, he'll take a spoon and swirl it around in the beer to get like the bubbles all out of it, which I always thought was, was nuts. But now I'm kind of like, I sort of get it. And sometimes if I'm like- Really? If I'm really deep in the drafts and I know that I'm going to need Coke Zeros later- I'll open a Coke Zero and leave it in the fridge because a flat, cold Coke Zero Ugh. is maybe Ugh. the best Coke Zero. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, Mike. But a bottle, like a plastic bottle Coke Zero tastes weird to me. I don't know why. But any soda in a plastic bottle tastes weird to me. Speaking of a non-carbonated soda, Coke in particular. Now, I don't know if this translates to Diet Coke or Coke Zero, because, you know, as we're discussing, they are all different formulas. But a good cure for kids' stomach ache is to let a Coke go completely flat and give it to the kid. And that cures a stomach ache. I still have never understood that. I mean... I, I think that you'd have to say that uh, correlation does not indicate causation on that, because if you have to wait for a soda to go flat, the stomach ache might just be going away, <laughs> and they might just need water. All right, here we go. I got Coke Zero versus Diet Coke, and it's fascinating. I actually thought it was a totally different sweetener. It's the same sweetener. The only thing that's it's mm-hmm. aspart- aspartame. It's what's an equal and neutral Aspartame, sweet. right? Aspar- Aspermate. How do you say it? How do you say it? I thought it was aspartame, but I've only I'm ever read with it. You, it's Mike. one of those you things. You have the glasses like, on. I don't. Aspartame. 
So we have aspartame and then uh, Diet Coke lacks potassium citrate and acesulfame potassium, which which Coke Zero has. And Diet Coke has one ingredient that's not in Coke Zero, which is citric acid. So it really is. I think these are like very small things. I think the sweetener would be a big thing. It re- they really, it's a it's a taste thing. It's exactly what you said, Mike. They were able to figure out mm-hmm. like a certain kind of way to. It's that caramel, yeah. that caramely kind of flavor. I think that the, uh, look, they're both bad for you. They're no, both gonna dissolve no, your they're bones. not. They're, <laughs> right? There's many like, worse things. They're both going to make your teeth turn into pointy shark teeth. Hey, they took cocaine out of it. So I mean, <laughs> they've taken the real bad stuff out. I mean, you know, we're, we're good. I feel like if they had left cocaine and left out the... Um, like sugar? If, we, if all sodas <laughs> had a little bit of cocaine and took out the imitation sugar, like we'd probably all be slightly healthier. I mean, we're making our way with like now, you know, legalization with dispensaries and marijuana and and stuff in California. I mean, maybe someday the Coke will go back in Coke. You never know. It could happen. There'd be 40 episodes of South Park per season. That's what it would be if it was cocaine. Yeah. If it's too hard to to get the cocaine back, I wouldn't mind them figuring out a powdered Coke Zero you could just put straight up your nose. You know, I mean, why don't we just cut out the middle? <laughs> we're open. <laughs> I think that's the bottom line. We're as a society. We're to make dreams come true, Mike. Or I've heard cocaine doesn't taste super great. That's why we don't have a lot of like cocaine flavored stuff. So <laughs> maybe what we should start doing is add the Coke Zero powder to the cocaine. We'll be reversing the old. Yeah, they put a little cocaine in Coke before. Well, hey, cocaine people who are, who are out there in the world. How about we add a little bit of that Coke flavor, that Coca-Cola flavor to the cocaine? You ever thought of that? <laughs> I mean, isn't that what a pixie stick is? <laughs> no one's trying to get more people to enjoy Coke. Yeah. You should not cocaine. sniff a, a pixie stick. I'm Don't snort a pixie stick, everybody. We're not what? doctors. <laughs> okay. If you had to be a sommelier for Coke Zero, what mm. what is your description of mm. the taste as it goes into your mouth? What is your like describe everything to me as oh, if, yeah. you know. Oh, that's a good question. So that first that first hit, let's just say you're drinking a cold flat Coke Zero, no ice, because ice changes the flavor profile, it affects your mm. taste buds. Let's say you're just mmm, you're just getting that that at that to me, I think that there's a little bit of black pepper. There's a little bit of kind of like toasted caramel and there's a little bit of cane sugary flavor with like a little hint. And this is important. This takes me to my next thing I want to, I want to bring up. There's a little bit of a hint of coffee in it, like a Mm. little hint of coffee behind all of it. Now a trick in the writer's room that I do believe is considered to be disgusting, but me and a couple other people do it (gasps) is you have your morning coffee and then you wait you get to the very bottom, you have a black coffee, you have about like quarter inch, half inch of coffee left, you drop some ice in that mug, and you top it off with a full mug of Coke Zero, and you get coffee-flavored Coke Zero. It has a little bit of a mysterious, silky foam it, de- it develops on top that you just kind of have to push through. But if you are a caffeine addict, and you like coffee, and you like soda, I highly recommend mixing those two vices because ooh baby that is the that's my favorite coke zero a coke zero with a little bit of coffee in it is delicious you heard it here first probably not first but probably maybe today 
Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. So, Mike, when I first came to L.A., you know, I was going out to lunch with people and there was an agent who I like really looked up to having lunch with her. And she's like, this is the key to success in Hollywood. And she ordered a Diet Coke and put a shot of espresso in it. And so, like, you've just evolved it into like the writer's room, crafty, available version of that. And I love it. (laughs) I love I love dropping an espresso on some vanilla ice cream. I like a latte. But there's something about... A little bit of drip coffee added to a Coke, Coke Zero is like, and you tell it to somebody at first and they're like, cool, get away from me. Mm-hmm. You're disgusting. You know? Oh, there's already caffeine in it. It, feel, it feels not, it feels no, more. No, but it's the flavor. It's like, it's like mixing an oil emulsion with an oil emulsion. Yeah. Like it's like a weird, but then, but then eventually everybody ends up coming back going, you know, I tried it. It was pretty good. And you know, at one point when I was in college in like 2001, Coke tried to make a coffee flavored Coke called Coke Black. And you know what I'll tell you? It was goddamn delicious. Like that, I think, (laughs) was my precursor to Coke Zero. It was so freaking good. And they just tried to release it again mixed. I think they actually made coffee flavored Coke Zero, but it just isn't quite it. Like... When they had that Coke blackout, I think that was my first time being like, oh, I'm sorry. What what can a soda be? What can mm-hmm. we do? We dare to dream how good this could be. <laughs> what is your purchasing process for your personal stash at home? Obviously, you've got the stash at work that's taken care of for you. But mm-hmm. when you go mm-hmm. to the store, you know, it sometimes is, I see they they do have like sales three 12 packs for 9.99 you know and sometimes i see people loading up with mm-hmm, you know 15 mm-hmm. 16 you know 17 18 of these three packs will you purchase in bulk like that or are you just like you know i got to keep it to a minimum of you know a case at a time it used to be no i am i'm like mentally ill i if we're getting low my wife knows to like warn me that we're getting low because <laughs> i my work stops if i don't have it around and i try to kick it every once in a while like how how pg do we have to be on this i have a funny story about another writer but it involves go for it, uh, go for it. Less, uh i had another writer who i knew another writer who drank so much diet coke that his penis started to vibrate and it was just buzzing all <laughs> no. day no he went to the penis doctor and the penis doctor told him he ingested so much caffeine that the capillaries in his penis were being affected by it. So he had to stop drinking as much Diet Coke. Now, I've never had that happen to me, but I did give myself tinnitus from drinking too much caffeine. Really? So I had to cut back on the caffeine and it like instantly went away. And like, 
you don't want tinnitus. You know what I mean? Like it's, or tinnitus or whatever you'd call it. But like, so I try not to be, I try to limit myself to like two cans a day. Like that's the max that I'll do. But I mean, I'm worshiping these cans. You know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I drink 15 cans a day of Coke. It's like, all right, great. I'm a water drinker. have a little cup of coffee in the morning. But if we're running low, like let's say it's like, sometimes I'm working late. Let's say it's 10 p.m. or whatever. And because of the way my brain chemicals are, if I have caffeine, it like doesn't keep me up. It kind of knocks me out, like calms me, focuses me, perfects me. His eyes are glowing, everyone. (laughs) I'm in the avatar state. Uh, So, you know, we try to keep a constant stream of it coming. Now, you know what the game changer was, Claire? What? Was that Costco started carrying the The big pallets of Coke Zero. Oh, wow. I wish the mini cans. No, no, no. Yeah. So now we always have one of those like lurking somewhere in the pantry. So we usually don't run out. But on two cans a day, you know... I keep it real. I'll take I'll take some days off. I'm not as manic about it. I used to, um, when I was the PA at South Park back in the day, I then became an assistant. I got a new job as an assistant at 20th Television Animation, who makes, you know, Simpsons and Family Guy and Futurama and Bob's Burgers. And every day I would get a 1030 in the morning headache. And it's I realized it was because at South Park, we all started the day at like 11 in the morning with a Coke Zero. Like we would force ourselves to wait until 11 in the morning before all the production assistants would crack open their first Coke Zero. And once I left there, I had like I had to like come down off of the addiction. Like I my body was used to getting an infusion of Coke Zero at 11 a.m. So now I know not to like tempt that fate. So I try to limit, although sometimes, man, I'll tell you guys, the embarrassment of having somebody realize you've got a mug of Coke Zero instead of coffee in the morning when you're trying to get away with it on a Zoom. That's an embarrassing moment. But boy, does it sometimes, you know, like in the absence of Coke, my beloved Coke Black, Coke Zero is just going to do it. Now, I'm not a full-on addict, podcasters. Mike, do you have kids? Oh, I've got two kids, but I just want to throw out there, I'm not an addict. I'm not traveling with Coke Zeros in my luggage. I'm not hiding Coke Zeros in the back tank of the toilet. You know what I mean? Like... I'm I'm a responsible man. I've got a family. Although I did, all right, I have a little quick before we get into me bragging about my beautiful kids. When Coke Zero, remember I told you guys that um, the European Coke Zero took over. They got rid of the original flavor of Coke Zero. My buddy, Chris Westlake, who's a the composer on the Lower Decks, he makes a Lower Decks music. He bought me on eBay like three pallets of Coke Zero original flavor that I slowly consumed over time that we would open up like opening up a bottle of like Pappy Van Winkle or something. <laughs> like it was always an event when we would open them up like, oh, we're running out of these. There's only so many in this in this edition. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Did COVID get you a little scared that you might have to stock up a little? No, you know, weirdly, uh, Coke Zero was never affected <laughs> by the, uh, I I think perhaps you know, Coke Zero maybe doesn't require any of the foreign the foreign ingredients, you know? I don't know. I never even thought of that. It's not quite baby formula to anyone else but you. Yeah. Well, don't give Coke Zero to your babies. Yeah, I, I didn't freak out about that. I had other stuff I was freaking out about, but that was one of the, man, I'm glad we didn't do this podcast before then because I would have freaked out that you put yeah. it in my head. So do your kids, and you are drinking a Coke Zero right now, I'm assuming. This is what this beautiful brown liquid is in your glass, I'm hoping. Well, yeah, I was like, well, it's 12 and we're podcasting. It's Coke Zero time. This is an amazing excuse to drink a Coke Zero. (laughs) Time to party. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. 
So do the kids drink Coke Zero? Yeah. Are you allowing this in your life? What age are they? Are you excited to introduce it to them if they have yet to drink it? Kids are eight and four. They think that all soda is grown-up drinks. And I've given them little tastes of soda in the past. And they say that the bubbles feel too spicy on their tongues. Now, they're growing up in an era where kids don't get juice. Kids aren't getting like the super sugary stuff I grew up with. They pretty much drink milk, water, and if we're going to go crazy on the weekend, some lemonade. And they're like, ooh, baby, this lemonade is out of control. But like, no, you're not giving them like apple juice. I remember when I was a kid, there were like bottles of apple juice and like, you know, milk itself is full of sugar. It's it's not great for you. Sorry, milk people. But yeah, I, I they have a much healthier, like I grew up eating garbage and they're eating, which is probably why I love Coke Zero and I have a disgusting palate and I'm a monster. But like, you know, they're growing up with like hummus and avocado and like single ingredient foods and like, you know, the good stuff and they love water and like, you know, hopefully we'll fix the environment for them. <laughs> but hold on, hold on, Mike. This is a terrible scenario I'm I'm putting out there, but I feel like you're the right guy that, that'll appreciate it. If your wife is abducted by aliens and is only you left to be with these children, will the walls crumble and will they be enjoying Coke sooner than with that? I would fight back on the implication that my wife is the one that's enjoying their good habits. She's got even worse habits than I so do. So you are the you are the you are the bearer of of organic foods and single ingredient experiences. Not even organic foods, just like their palate doesn't include like look, they'll fuck with a lunchable, you know what I mean? Like they get pretty excited about. It. They like crap. You know, they're they're crap hunters. They're often like but their crap is like so much less crappy than the crap I grew up with. Like it's like They'll have like a little bowl of the goldfish crackers and lose their freaking minds. You know what I mean? And like, but yeah, there's something about the carbonation that they mm. hate in soda. And I think like I would love them to be healthier and have better lives than I do. I think that that's a, uh, that's something all parents hope. So yeah, I hope they never ride the Coke Zero Dragon. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's, uh, let's. It's it's the same reason why if I'm having a beer or a whiskey, they'll be like, oh, can I have a finger taste of that? And I'll let them like stick their finger in it and taste it. And they're like, blah, and they hate it. And I'm like, all right, there's a couple more years <laughs> added before they ever have any interest in this, you know? Um, and they just put sodas, all sodas in that category, which is great. Let them be healthy by accident for much longer, please. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we've talked about the fact the Coke Zero coffee combo that you have going on. Have you made ice cubes mm -hmm. out of Coke Zero? Have you used it in other like forms to enhance mm. other foods or beverages? No, no, Ooh, no. Coke Zero ice cream. I love I love that because I, I the, the the worst I've done is I've added a dash of sugar free vanilla syrup to a Coke Zero. Mm. I grew up mm -hmm. I grew up in Chicago, but there was a. Uh, we spent a lot of time in Michigan as well, and there was this old diner there that that had never changed since like the 40s, and they used to make soda by like dumping the syrup in a glass, dumping the soda water in a glass, mixing it up with a spoon, and then adding ice, and like that stuff was amazing, you know. And so occasionally, like they'd also have like black cows, and like you know you'd add chocolate syrup to a Coke. Like there used to be like a much different kind of soda culture, you know what I mean? So like occasionally I'll like. I'll go down that route. I have a route. I've, I've got some like, I've got some coffee additives that I like, like sugar-free vanilla or something that I might put a little drop into like a iced coffee or something. And sometimes I like go crazy and I'll, I'll drop that in there. But 
the the best part of the coffee with the Coke Zero is that if you are incredibly lazy and tired and you've already had the coffee, the work that is required of dumping some ice and cracking open a Coke Zero is like takes no, you know, prepare like you don't have to prepare for that. You don't have to think ahead for that. And it's delicious. So like, you know, I'm not like going out being like, hmm, what if I put a little dandelion leaf in this or something like, no, I'm just like, I'm, I'm scum. I'm garbage. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm like mixing garbage together and putting it in my, my garbage body and then, and then (laughs) writing cartoons. You're what I like to call a bottom feeder, Mike. And that's meant as a compliment. I'm from Ohio. So close to Michigan, I get it. And actually David always likes to go with the why. I think we're starting to get into the why here, David, with the old history of the sodas. So can you extract some more from Mike? Yeah. So Mike, I like getting a little pop, pop psychology here and like you could have talked about anything man you could have brought up any subject you could have talked about plants you have all these plants behind Mm. you clearly you adore plants Mm. i'm putting that on you you could have talked Mm. about the cubs you could Mm. talk about anything you wanted to talk about Mm. coke zero today as this thing why 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 do you think it's affected you so much obviously we know things like the caffeine it's the best possible tasting thing to get you through a writing mm. session so that you mm. need that it's your life we get that and but beyond that there's a there's a joy there's a happiness is it like making the five-year-old inside of you always connect into something like give me a little bit of give me a little bit of the glasses wearing you what would you as dr mike say i think that um part of me knows you know when i was asked to come and speak to you guys about something i'm a fan of like like I literally write and talk about Star Trek all day long, right? And I I used to write and showrun Rick and Morty. That's like what has one of the most vocal, perhaps not always beloved fandoms, but definitely one of the most vocal fandoms. And having worked on the other side of these fandoms, you know, what am I a fan of, right? And like, I'm a fan of the Chicago Cubs, but that's like, for a podcast, it's like, who cares? There's a lot of fans of the Cubs, you know what I mean? And... I wanted to talk about something that I thought was genuinely I am a fan of, but maybe it's not something I'm proud that I'm a fan of. <laughs> I think a lot of fandoms where <laughs> their their kind of relationship with their fandom is like their personality, you know, like they let it be a part of them. But I also think like there's a bit of like a creepy kind of like, you know, when does a fandom edge towards addiction? You know what I mean? Like, when do you let it, when does the fandom win? When do you stop being you? Like (laughs) if you are being defined by something else, are you a fan of it or are you like a thrall of it? Do you know what I mean? And like, Mm. I'm, I'm a fan of like people being a fan of stuff, but also retaining who they are, you know, like to be a Star Trek showrunner, I have to be a huge fan of Star Trek but to do something nobody's ever seen before, I have to also know that I'm I'm not going to let Star Trek define who I am. It's going to be a part of who I am. You know what I mean? You got to so, be you got to be the zero you know, in the Star Trek, <laughs> the Coke Zero in the Star yeah, Trek exactly. world. Well, no, you have to be the you have to be the hundred percent, and then Star Trek has to be the 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 little bit of coffee that you add to your cup because, like, yeah. I think that the you know Coke Zero, I almost ironically geek out about it because it's like. It's a corporation's attempt to make me spend money on water and additives in a can, but, and like drinking too much of it would make my penis vibrate and like, you know, which you still haven't tried and it may not be a 
terrible thing. I mean, he did not. I think if your penis is uncontrollably vibrating, <laughs> it's a terrible thing. Like, I don't. This is where I'm out of the contribute. conversation. That was your superpower. <laughs> well, they they do sell devices that do that, guys. So I'm not sure it's such That's a bad. Yeah, but you say. can turn them off. You can turn <laughs> them off like if every night, day you walk past it. There out. it was. Just, just like attached just to your body. taking a weird turn. Um, but let's get back to the, uh, the you know, thing. youthful. I don't think anybody's ever said, I would like to purchase a vibrator that's always on me and I can never turn off. <laughs> the, the, the market for that is pretty low, but, but anyway, um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about it because I think like, I, I'm, I know it's a gross part of myself, even though it makes me happy. Like, I think that I'm a fan of it because it, I think it's weird that a soda flavor has a history that I know about. <laughs> I find that to be very silly. I find like it to be very American. Like it feels like it's tied to these kind of things that you don't think about at any one moment, but it's almost like when you when you take a thousand yard look at it, it's weird that there's been like an army of flavor scientists and marketers and like, and then at the same time, like, you know, I don't love corporations, but I think like every once in a while there's like, you have to make an allowance for a thing that they like, they get through. Their whole job is figuring out how to control your human lizard brain into liking something and spending money, right? Like, I think that like mm -hmm. admitting that, even your best efforts, you still result in being a fan of something as stupid as Coke Zero. Like, there's something very human about that. And I, I, I just thought it would be funny to talk about it here with you guys. Well, what's so great about it, Mike, is that the whole point of this podcast is we're talking to people who aren't naturally geeking out about this thing. So it's fun to discover it with you because probably before this podcast, you would have been like, well, I mean, I like Coke Zero, but I never really thought about it. But then when you think about it for two seconds, you're like, I actually do drink it like every day. And this is actually I something I would have described so myself kind of as a, a fan of it. Yeah, I would have described myself as a fan of it to like my pals. But I don't think I ever would have gone out and been like, here's a gross thing that I love that's weird about me. You know what I mean? And so getting to... Uh, Getting to talk about it, but also getting to make fun of myself for it, you know, yeah. defining myself as a fan of it. You know what I mean? Like, it does mean, like, maybe I got to go out and get a Coke Zero hat or shirt and, like, you know, let my let my Coke Zero flag fly a little bit more yes. often. Let it fly. Yes. Let it fly. Like Tony yeah. Hale, when he came on and I, we asked him to come on, he's like, I don't know what I talk to talk about. And I was like, just anything that you really do a lot. And he's like, I guess now that I think about it, I really love it malls like specifically indoor malls so again i love I that, that we're discovering <laughs> these weird yeah. quirky things that people would never have thought about until we asked the question so thank you for tony hale first zero. celebrity i met when i moved to los angeles because he was doing habitat for humanity and needed more people to come and help build houses and i went and did that uh with and i thought that was the coolest thing and i have not run into another uh another Habitat for Humanity celebrity since moving out here. And Mike, next time call me, I've no, done no. three Habitat for Humanities. So I've built, I, I know how to shingle a roof, it baby. Fun. It is fun. I love it. It was like drywall magic. It's substance. like Look really satisfying for so many reasons. That's another podcast. Anyway, why don't you regale yeah. us with a love letter to Coke Zero? Dear Coke Zero, subject, no subject. From Mike McMahon. Hello, Coke Zero. I hope all is well. I have never reached out to you in this way, and yet I have consumed so much of you. It felt like it was something I finally needed to do. Obviously, I was 
a huge fan of yours in the beginning. We had some rough patches during the formula changes, but I feel like we've come out stronger. We've come out more flavorful. We're exploring new other beverages to add to you to increase your flavor. Like we've really kept the relationship strong. And I just wanted to say, despite your your hunger and thirst, I guess, to get me to purchase more of you, even though I know that that's, that's a part of you that is... That, it, that, that you can't remove from your intrinsic self, I want you to know that I, I don't, I forgive you for that. I forgive you for being a thing that is designed to make me behave away. <laughs> and that instead, I have invited you into my life and I feel that our partnership, instead of being owned by you, <laughs> that I have, I have barriers and I have limits and I have a partnership with you. And it is it's because of that partnership. It's because I haven't allowed you to, to rely on your worst instincts, but I've allowed you to be a part of my life and that we've been able to create and work together and that I've added you into my body, that I've processed you and that you've, you've changed who I am as I've become a, as I've moved forward in my career and as I've become a father, you know, and, and, <laughs> as I as I've kept you away from my children and only kept you for me, I want you to know that despite despite all of that, I I love you and and I'm I'm proud to to have you in my life and and I hope you understand that as you originally were is how I'll always love you the most. And even if you go through changes, you know, I know that that's an inevitability of life, that life is about change, but that <laughs> to me I will always remember the original you and I will always try to find that in whatever you become because I love the original you. You don't need to change for me. Sincerely, Mike McMahon. Mm. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> cha -cha 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 that is a worthy love letter. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I'm not a Coke person, uh, Claire Kramer. I'm not. And I'm, is that a, does that make me a bad person? Um, I don't think it makes you a bad person. I don't know if you've had the correct exposure. Where did you grow up again? You're, you're East Coast, right? I grew up with a mother who never let me drink sugar. But, but where? Where? New Jersey. New Jersey, right. Okay. So I. It's, so it's funny that Mike, Chicago, which is, as he mentioned, very close to Michigan. And Michigan, of course, is just north of Ohio. So that... That 
area, the Midwest, is very like soda driven. In fact, I was yeah. I, I believe Chicago goes by soda, but I grew up calling it pop. pop. You know, yeah, and it was pop. pop. And and if you ordered a Coke at a restaurant, that meant you wanted a soda, not just a coca-cola so you actually had to specify i want a coke can that can that be a whatever a pepsi a mountain dew here i mean I, I like coke zero i do but i remember regionally like it got me thinking about sort of that niche soda market two drinks were really big where i was from no one was mountain dew obviously which was developed in west virginia and i'm not sure if you know sort of the history of mountain dew i don't this sounds like another claire kramer <laughs> fun fact podcast that well, one day we'll have to do mount well i'll just give you the cliff the the dew notes okay so mountain dew was <laughs> the dew originally drops. the dew drops it was originally developed as a moonshine mixer so it was made to mix with the moonshine and mountain dew is a is a like a slang term in west virginia for moonshine but what happened is it was acquired, I believe, by Pepsi in the 30s and 40s and bought and started being bottled on its own. And it was directly marketed towards Appalachia and the coal miners. And there sort of became this Mountain Dew epidemic where people were literally like Mountain Dew mouth is what it's called, where people, kids, adults, their teeth were just rotting because this stuff is just infused with so much sugar. And then the yellow number five dye, which is believed to cause a low sperm count. So, or at least mess with the sperm in some way, which I don't want to go into because we already talked enough about all that stuff down <laughs> South, <laughs> but Mountain Dew. And then I also grew up with Mr. Pibb, which is mm. like a spinoff of Dr. Pepper. So, so it's interesting. I'm thinking these regional versions yep. of sodas and pops, as we call them, that that Mike has landed. It doesn't surprise me he landed on Coke Zero because it is a niche drink. I feel in the in the Coca Cola family. Regional sodas. I think that could be. I think that could be a whole television show. I do. I do. I, and I think I, we I agree. Make it with all of our free time. Speaking of free time, <laughs> if you guys really enjoy this podcast and you have a lot of free time enjoy all the other episodes that we've done uh feel free to go back to wherever it is you're listening to this podcast and just scroll and click and play and have yourself a delightful time in a world of escapism that is the fanatics episodes uh we had a wonderful time today with mr mike mcmahon it was delightful it was fizzy it was refreshing uh and yes. it was a little caffeinated too uh he's a good good man and, i can't uh, believe he he's developed the coffee Coke Zero trick that I, I think it's super fun that I heard like twenty years ago. I gotta revisit that. I haven't done that in a long time. The big diet Coke, but we did it like more like what do you call those that alcohol drink where you drop a shot into like more alcohol? Oh gosh, <laughs> it's like I don't know. it's like a hard liquor shot that you drop into like a beer or yeah, something, like a whiskey cha a whiskey yeah. chaser. I don't know. I don't. Well, us, I don't guys. know. This is not our thing. A bomb, some sort of a bomb. Car um, bombs. A car bomb. Great. So <laughs> it's like bomb. a it's like a non alcoholic car bomb. Yeah, uh, I'm into it. it. Yeah. So car bomb yourself with some fanatics pods. Uh, we've had a pleasure today, and we'll see you next Thursday for more lower decks love. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Before we let you guys go, let me tell you about next week's episode. We have on the wonderful, hilarious Jillian Vigman from Star Trek Lower Decks, because that's still going, gang. Uh, she plays Dr. Tiana 
or Ta'ana. Ta'ana, however you want to pronounce it, you're correct. She's in The Hangover, Step Brothers, Mad TV, Life Sentence, New Girl, and of course, like I said, Star Trek Lower Decks. And she's talking about her love of California wines. Oh, it pairs so well with our podcast. See you next Thursday. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Coke Zero makes Mike feel like a hero. He can do anything when he drinks that juice. Coke Zero is always so near. Oh, I put the word oh after the word near. Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a Bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.